More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Of the truth with Sherwin Hughes. Well, y'all got a whole bunch of stuff to say about this science that says masks are ineffective. All right. What else we got here? What is this? People are slowly beginning to realize that wearing this it's a picture of a tinfoil hat protected a lot more people than wearing this, wearing a mask. Nina says. It's called the inner weenus. Wait, what, Nina? 1034. Oh, is that when we were trying to figure out what the the pit of you, where you're supposed to cough and sneeze now? Because we used to cover our mouth when we coughed and sneezed with our hands. You're not supposed to do that because that spreads the germs and the viruses because stuff is on your hands and you touch things. You touch doorknobs. Other people touch the doorknobs, whatever, whatever. So. That's not what it's called, Nina. An inner weenus? An inner weenus sounds like a man that has a little small sexual organ. You'd call it an inner weenus. But if you say so, Nina, all right. 414524 says, quote, do you ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Yes. I do. I feel like we didn't know, though. And what I want people to understand is that when when time goes on, we get new facts. You know, they used to think that African-Americans, like we were inferior, like genetically, biologically inferior, that we were like created by God to be servants, that we didn't have the kind of brains that allowed us to be high function. Like they wrote books on this stuff, y'all, on our genetic inferiority. But guess what? The science proved that was not the case. You know what else the science proved? That human beings, when it comes to race, skin color, skin tone, has nothing to do with literally anything. Nothing. There's almost no biological difference between someone who is European and someone who is black. The biological differences are finite. Hell, we got 97% of the same DNA as a chimpanzee. And some people... I guess some of y'all look like chimps, but a lot of people don't look like chimpanzees. But the the difference between the physical structure and the physiology, the biology of a human being versus a chimpanzee is only 3% of our genetics. Science will change everything. At the time, we had limited science. Now, I also can hear some of y'all complaining about the vaccines. You wanted the vaccines to be tested. It's not like we had never had vaccines safe for humans before. So there were some formulas that were already in existence, whether it be flu vaccines, measles, mumps, rubella. Uh, Some of y'all are 50 plus getting the shingles vaccine. Let me be clear about this too. All of us, every last one of us, even you anti-vaxxers, because before you were an anti-vaxxer, your parents were required. If you went to public schools, if you went to school and some of y'all clearly didn't, you had to be vaccinated or you could not enroll in school. So to all of a sudden become an anti-vaxxer when we're all pumped full of vaccines. I don't know about y'all, but I don't know anyone who's ever gotten polio. Why? Because vaccine for it. 
I don't know anybody that's got rubella. I don't even know what rubella is. You know what rubella sounds like? Rubella sounds like an old black woman from Kosciuszko, Mississippi, with real fat arms that make good macaroni and cheese. But apparently rubella is a part of the vaccine regimen, the measles, the MMR vaccine. I don't know nobody that's ever got no damn rubella. Sounds like a black woman. You'd call her Miss Rubella. Oh, I'm going down yonder to Miss Rubella's house. Let's talk to Miss Shaq. How are you today, Linda? I am still battling. I man, I don't feel good today. I don't know what this is. I Go to the hospital. My diet. Go to the doctor, Miss Linda. I'm not. I'm not going to no doctor or no hospital. I got a. I got a primary doctor. I'm going to see next week, but because okay. I'm really, I'm really attuned to you know my body and what's up. But no, I think it's that I've been eating dirty for the last three months. And now my body is like, uh, you know, like eating sausages. I don't normally eat sausage. I don't normally eat processed foods. And I normally stick with soul food. But I've been, you know, trying to gain weight. You saw my picture, so you know I'm on the thin side. <laughs> so I've, been ga- I've been eating dirty so I can gain weight. But, baby, I feel horrible, horrible. What are your and symptoms? Let's try and diagnose you right now. What What symptoms do you have right now? It's. It's just uh, queasiness, Uh-oh. you know, nausea. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, and the congestion from the cheese and dairy, you know, it, it, it produces congestion in your, in, your, in your system, mucus and stuff. It, I know what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. I know what's wrong with you. And if you watch, what is it? You're pregnant. <laughs> it must be by Jesus then. But, um. Yeah, I wanted to say that, um, you know, Sharon, you 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 talk about eating sweets a lot, and I'm going to tell you, if you push away from sweets for 30 days, first of all, I no, I do you, not. I do not talk about eating sweets. Yes, you do. You'd love to eat, and you'd love to eat sweets. Who doesn't love but to anyway, eat? Everybody loves to eat. I, I know, but if you if you enjoy eating um, for the purpose that it's it's meant for, which is not to really em- not for emotional eating, I eat to, first of all. I don't eat emotional. I eat to live, Michelle. You know that I'm on a plant based diet, and that I've lost seventy pounds since the year two thousand twenty. Did you know that? I used to be fat, sure. Wonderful, because. That's that's what I was going to say, a plant-based or Mediterranean diet, and you will not have another problem with weight, oh, thank for real. You. Thanks, Michelle. But, um, yeah, I got that shot, and I'm, I'm, I'm doubling down on that shot because, you know, like I said, I got that uh, airborne virus. I was wearing the N95 mask, and like you said, it, the viruses are very small, but I, and I know when I breathe it in, it, it lodged in my throat i felt it i'm sitting in the doctor's office and i'm and you know i just don't i don't know i just feel like if we had um taken precaution without the shot we would have still you know we would have still survived but i said that when when um in december of of 2019 i put on on facebook i said wuhan what have you done i was sick at home then and when 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 the when the when the virus broke out 
and I was and, and they was insinuating from China this is what's coming out and I knew it was. I knew it. Knew it. It's just it's man, the way they doing us these us people, the people that trust our government. You should watch Netflix also. It talks about the dairy, the eggs and how our government really man, these American institutions, American Cancer Society, American Diabetes, they all in cahoots with the very people that we're uh, uh, that produces foods that is contrary to our health. They're in bed right. with them. Don't I'm, right. so, I'm so pissed, uh, Sharon. I don't know what to do. Well, we hope you feel better, and we hope that you deliver a happy, healthy baby. <laughs> I'm a name of Sharon, too. Oh, you bet not. <laughs> you bet not named. Had that baby come around thinking I I'm his daddy. Go, I, that ain't that baby daddy. I started to go to uh, the poet's um, um, little thing Saturday that you advertised, but then I heard some. I was talking to someone about it. And they said they didn't like it because um, those um, um, sessions tend to be, you know, distasteful because they get real raunchy, raw, and they don't leave nothing to the imagination or to the creative experience. So I thought, okay, I'll pass. Yeah, I hear that they are very explicit. That's what I have been told on a number yeah. of occasions, but. For grown folks, for adults that want to see that kind of entertainment, I guess it works very well for them. What about the uh, intelligent grown folks who want to, it to be a little more creative and colorful? Well, I'm sure there's other events that can cater to those folks. But this, that poetry set, the erotic poetry set that J.D. hosts is, is for the freaks. Oh, Miss Shaq, you would love it. You'd probably get up on stage. You probably would. No. Take your pants off and get up on stage and probably start shake dancing. No, Sherwin, that was for private eyes only. That's how you got pregnant in the first place. Bye, Linda. I gotta go. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Good God. I ain't even gonna call her Miss Shaq no more. From now on, she's just Linda. Four one four five five two says the armpit. No, the the bend. When your arm bends at the elbow, that crev- crevice, crevasse, is not called the armpit. The armpit is the pit of your arm. Francis says, can you send me a link to the mask study or repeat the name so I can look it up? Yes, it's on my Internet. This, I'm so sick of this Internet in here. I am. Some is anybody who's listening to my show that works in this building. Y'all got to get your lives together. Can't even have it whole brand new studio 25,000 square feet can't I get better internet on my phone it's from the freepress.com so it's fp.com and if you scroll down I can't even know the damn page because my internet is broke the text messages I can receive but any website I got seven different websites that I need to go to I have zero of them but it's if you go to the free press so the fp dot com and if you scroll it's like maybe midway down the page you'll see the article about masking share it put it on your social media let folks know and and people are going to disagree because they disagree with how they feel about it they can disagree with the science all they want but it doesn't change the science masks did not do any good they told us that they would because they wanted us to wear them because the limited information that we knew about COVID, we thought that masks would be 
an easy precaution. All right, Robert says, Sherwin, there was plenty of evidence about the ineffectiveness of masks. It was bad science, but fear drove it initially. But as studies came out, the Danish military study and earlier studies about OR mask usage, the ineffectiveness of masks was known to science. No, you're 100% right, Robert. You're 100% right. In fact, there were studies that were out just prior to the pandemic hitting that said, yeah, masks don't do any good. But then the pandemic hit and then a switch must have flipped because you got to think about this. Whoever was manufacturing masks now had a global market because government and media and television and any talking head anywhere was promoting mask wearing. So if you are a manufacturer of a regular N95 mask or the surgical mask or even a little colorful mask with designs on them, you know what I got when I first started here, a stack of truth masks. We used to give out truth masks at our events. Totally ineffective. If anything, they were just a marketing ploy. So why don't we do this? I got JD on line one. I got somebody calling from Racine on line two. I'm going to take a break, try and get this Internet to work. And then we're going to come back and continue our conversation. I got other stuff I want to talk about today. Transracial adoption. Now, I'm never adopting a child. I'm not going to even adopt a pet. Okay, but I still can have opinions on transracial adoption. And there are a number of people. It's mostly black children being adopted into white homes. And as those black children become black adults, they see the disadvantage that they were put at by being raised. Now, here's the thing. This is complicated because it might have been a very loving home. It might have been very supportive and all that other stuff. But going out into the real world and interfacing with the world as a black person being raised by white people causes a lot of problems and difficulties later in life. So if I can get the Internet to work here, we'll talk about that on the other side. If not, we'll probably just talk about whatever we want. The truth was sure when he was a be right back. It's the truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. No, no, notorious serious. No, no, notorious. Let's talk to the official poet laureate of 1017 The Truth, JD the Poet. JD, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I got the name for the inside of the elbow pit. Okay, what is it, sir? Cubital fossa or the chelidon. Kel- Kel- C-H-E-L-I-D-O-N. So I got three names. Or elbow pit is also ex- uh, acceptable. Yeah, I had no idea. But thank you for the, I'll just call it yeah. the elbow pit. Thank you for that. Yeah, that'll work. And then I called because Miss Shaq was tripping. The, the erotic poetry is a good time. We got whips and chains hanging from the ceiling. There was a lady there painting. We didn't paint a lady this time, but there was a lady painting uh, erotic picture while the people were performing. And it's very tasteful. I mean, they do use uh, derogatory words or, you know, bad words, but it's all in fun. A lot of it's funny because it's so over the top, like. My first one is called First Date. Then I got one called Reminiscing. And then I just did Becky. Becky is uh, a white girl I meet on Water Street. And then we go back to her house, back to my house. 
And then we got a uh, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on, Jada. You have a you have a poem about Becky that you meet on Water Street and go back to her house. You go back to my house, go yeah, back. Becky. That's what it's called. Oh, look, I want to hear. I always write it for it. I, I I can't on the on the air. It would we would be banned, and then I'd be in a boat where I couldn't call again. But I I I'll send it to you. And then um, <laughs> they uh yeah, I get in big trouble. And then I'm working on a new one called I Met Your Granny at Pato. That's oh. be for the next set. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds all yeah. very interesting and insightful, but I'm curious to hear. I got, you know what? I got to show up, JD. It's just my weekends are so booked. My weekends are booked like several weeks out, and I got my birthday coming up. But I got to get to one of the erotic poetry sets. And I need to see for myself, because whoever Miss Shaq was listening to, they might have been kind of conservative or kind of prudish. And if you're one of those kind of people, if you're not sexually liberated and open minded, I could yeah. see how someone could be easily offended by eroticism. Yeah. So it might have just been somebody yeah, who's could. conservative. But Miss Shaq is a damn freak. Yeah, a freak i know i was like and she she'd be talking that talk and i was like i can't she, she would love it i think I she would have her a few drinks and then she could go outside and smoke during the break it was, it's just a, a whole wonderful experience and then it's a lot of black love in the building and um it was some people there that came from off the radio they told me so i appreciate oh the uh yeah i appreciate the advertisement and, and my guy I do it with keith that's actually his gallery it's a black owned gallery so they and they also host other events. You can have like a wedding reception there, and they do other things. It really is an art gallery. So you know, we're not just doing freaky stuff. We we're trying to take it somewhere and use it as a medium just to gain exposure and to entertain people. Well, we appreciate it. Keep doing what you do, and why don't you call us on Friday with a poem? You ain't giving us a poem in a little while. Give us a poem on Friday. I gave a, I didn't. It's been two weeks. I gave a poem that day. Uh, Winky Blue and Miss Shaq had it out. I did a poem about black love and how we need to come together. Remember? You sure did. And Winky Blue is actually on line three right now. Okay. Well, go ahead. I uh, I got you on Friday. Okay, sir. Thank you very much, JD. All right. Look. Okay. Oh, look at here, Bob. You're on the new one one seven. The truth. How are you? Hello, Sherman. Uh. Just, you know, I, I, man, this technology is something else, and it wouldn't work because I've been trying to call since 5 to 11. So whether you want me to play, just tell your callers to cover their ears up, and, and then, you know, uh, I'm ready. And, and no, Bob, 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 yesterday was your day to play, man. Yesterday, Monday okay, morning so. with Sax. Sax with Bob okay. is on Mondays. And they jammed yesterday. That was good. Okay, then. I can just practice a little bit. Okay. I would talk to you later, then. So hang on a second, Bob. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Did you have... You got no, some little... that's all right. Bob. That's all right. Talk you. Uh, go ahead, sir. Do you... I, I will hold on. Do you... I'll just hold on. Bob, stop Come talking. Go ahead and talk to Bob, okay. stop talking. Do you have the saxophone right. around your neck right now with your song ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 seconds. Go. 30 seconds. 30 seconds, huh? 29, okay, 8, put... 27, 25. Hurry up, man. Hurry up. Okay. I got to put the phone down here. Enchantment. Okay. Oh, no. Why did I say yes? Oh, God, it's getting worse. Oh, 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 oh,
afternoon winky uh, i got a present me? for you okay what's the present brother who's the present what's the present linda huh who linda that's miss linda Sherry, miss Shad. damn miss Shad. <laughs> well 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 about the covid i was calling about the covid situation that you were talking about earlier and uh, they were talking about the mask and all of that. Do you know that uh, we have not, especially in this country, been exposed to these many germs in all of my life and your life and our parents' life? Uh, the mask, man, is actually a, a, a germ carrier. You know, people touching their mask that touch the doorknob, touching their mask that touch the pump the gas, touching their mask to make my food, touching the mask to count my money. Touching the mask. Look at it. He's constantly pulling the mask up. It's under their nose half the time. They're breathing right down on it. You're pulling it back up. The old Donald Trump talked about that, but nobody wants to hear that. Look, we've been exposed to more germs fooling with that mask. And that mask has become really a camouflage, you know, with the Pushaji mask, man. You know, the the, the, uh, the Gucci man wearing the mask. I mean, these are... These are um, I mean, these are uh, tools for robbery right now, you know. So it has grown into something, Sherwin, that uh, I'm going to be totally honest with you. All the people need to stand up against and uh, a push for a pandemic because that man is really, the mass is carrying more germs than anything. Just be honest. All right. Miss Shaq, you anything Shaq on you want to? Yeah, Miss Shaq on the phone. She's listening. Yeah. Miss Shaq, you called back for a reason. Shaq, I heard. I, I yes, heard Miss Shaq talking the other day. Let's not let's you not heard all Ms. talk Shaq at once. The other day about what? I heard you the other day. You sent some pictures, and uh -oh. uh, you know, for a lady, you know, I, I'm just curious. I think your bark is really more meaner than your than than your bite. I really just think you, you know, you do these things for attention. Um, you know, and I don't blame you. You know, if I was at home lonely Ooh. and had no one to uh, come by and share me any intimate time or just some just some alone me time, but the Carrie said you had a nice body, and that drove the men on this station crazy. Miss Shaq, what's really going on with you, Winky? Winky, you know what? I would like to address you on a mature level, but Winky, can we please? get your real name because I don't want to be calling you by your third grade name. Well, that's exactly what it is, a third grade name because I'm from a third world. I'm from a third country, a third world country, baby. 
I come off I come off the third street. What's the government name? What's the government name? When I came up, his name is Meech. What you finna say? I'm telling the lady your name is Meech. Well, you can give her whatever, but that's not what she's interested in. And she wants to insult me. See, I'm not calling the insulter. I'm wondering what's driving that. What's driving that in her? What's driving it? What's Meech, driving, you? What's driving it? Meet, meet. <laughs> I'm not trying to insult you, but you did insult me earlier, calling me lonely, and I'm nowhere near lonely. Meet. Well, I, mean, I understand that you, got, you know you're pretty good on your feet. Like the other day when I said something about you know somebody need to come out and knock the cobwebs off. That you said cobwebs don't draw, don't grow in uh, uh, moist places. You know. So you good on your feet, Miss Shaq. I got to be honest with you. You pretty handy and crafty with words. You know, I got to give you that. I have to. It wasn't me being, you know. I mean uh, what I say uh, and I say what I mean. You call on, you having an adult conversation. You call on to talk to Sherwin. Everything you talk about is rated R. I, you know? I mean, so, I mean hey, what I say and I say what I mean, miss. I mean, you don't have to okay, well, listen with me. To this I say Thursday, what I mean, and I mean what I'm I say. Have some dinner or something. How about you join uh, me and Sherwin for lunch? Or, or just, 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 just no, come I'm on busy. and uh, put the peeping seeds. <laughs> you know, put the peeping seeds on me. You know, and the friendly handshake, and we get to know who we're dealing with. You know, Al was uh, Al was really uh, 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 an opponent of mine, but we got a chance to meet each other and uh, uh, hash some things out over the radio. You know. So, so, so why where, don't you where, where? Uh, make yourself not uh, invisible any longer? Come out of obscurity and, uh, and, and be known to me. <laughs> now, see, that, that was a nice line right there. Sharon, what happened to Al? We'll talk about Al in a minute. Meech has got a, an offer on the table. Sherwin, you need to stop this. I am not. Uh, I'm not on the hey, market. Man, look here. Let me say this to you, man. Hey, look here. They would probably look here. If I tell, look here. I'm gonna be totally honest. I'm, 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 I'm withdrawing my offer because my my player friends is probably listening to me, and they probably saying, "Man, we going to pray to the pimp goddess oh, and tell him that Meech is a sinner because he's talking about taking the square." <laughs> I pull that offer back because you took too long, darling. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that um, from my experience and observation, a lot of a lot of a lot of men don't even know the difference between a pimp, a player, and a gigolo. That's what I see in Milwaukee. I don't know the difference either. I just said I don't know the difference either because I'm ne- neither one. I just said my friends would well, probably, maybe- probably go pray to the pimp goddess and tell them that I was a sinner and get Miss Shaq out to dinner. You know what I'm saying? She was a square girl. What you fooling with that boat, man? You know, but anyway, listen, Miss Shaq. See, you always you always bring that out, me, because you just <laughs> say when I gotta go, man. It's been a pleasure. But if she takes me up on that off, I'm coming downtown. I'm having dinner right there in y'all in y'all lobby, man. Okay, I'll work on her. I'll fact, work on everybody her. dinner down there in the studio. How about it? Okay, about it? I'm gonna work on How about it. That? Everybody Ooh. dinner. How about it? Yeah, I ain't scared. Somebody gonna somebody gonna give me some money to help y'all. I mean, to help my uh, uh, dinner uh, uh, bill. All right, you guys take it easy. I gotta go. Okay, then. Bye, Miss Shaq. You heard? So you're not yes, interested. Sir. You yes, don't. Sir. You don't want to have dinner or lunch with Meech. You know my standards.
you know, I'm really picky. I'm really picky. Very. How do you know if you've never met the man? I think you would actually like him. I think you were afraid that you might like him. I like him already. I mean, I like you too. I like I like people. I, I mean, I just peculiar when it comes to, you know, uh, the person that I want to open my heart up to because uh, you know, teenage pregnancy, scorned in laws. I mean, it's the, I've had a, a you know, I don't look like what I've been through, and so I'm very picky, very peculiar. Well, you ain't got to worry about teenage pregnancy because you're fifty. So that's you ain't gotta worry about. You ain't gotta worry about that now. I ain't gotta worry about pregnancy now either. That's why I get to get freaky and Whoa. do all that I want to do. Oh, Miss Shaq, what if yes, I wanted to have dinner with you? What if I wanted to have lunch oh. or dinner with you? Oh, before I forget this, Sherwin, you was talking about how we resemble. We got the same makeup as a ninety-five percent of the No, 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 change the subject. What if I wanted to have lunch or dinner with you? Would you take me up on the offer, Sherwin? Of course. So you'd have lunch or dinner with me, but not with me. So here's what I'm gonna have you do: come up. Don't do this. What? You don't know what I'm about to do. Huh? You don't know what I'm about to do. Okay, say it. I know Sherwin, though. How about you meet me at Third Street Market Hall at 11.45 tomorrow for lunch? Tomorrow? Yep. <laughs> meet! Come here at well, 11.45! Uh-uh. Uh, okay. Um, no, but I did want to say, Sherwin... That we have the similar makeup as the the stardust, as we have more similar makeup as a banana than a monkey. I just wanted to correct that because we, you know, you were talking about the similarities we have, and actually we're more similar to the stardust to the monk to the uh, to the banana. Our makeup, <laughs> for real, it's amazing. Are you sure about the that? that we, Yes, yes, yes. I've been studying this stuff for eight years, man. I need another degree for real. But it's amazing that our makeup, our genes, our, what we're made up with, it's the same thing as the stars in the galaxy as a banana. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Man, the things that we have been deprived of in this educational system, we ought to sue this government, man. Sue the government, I mean, even when it comes to even when it comes to uh, uh, food, you know, and nutrition. Oh, that's man, right. it, it, it they 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 not only suppress our history, but they suppress humanity history. Yes, for real. Ms. Shaq, anyway. for the record, I'm not asking you out to lunch or dinner. I got to clear that up because people are thinking. Yes, that I, I know am. that. I know that. I know that, Sherwin. Trying I'm not you, dumb. Trying to hook you up with a very nice young man, but you're scared. That's all it is. It's fine. Probably. We'll keep I'm working on I'm not scared, just uh, reluctant. Fair enough. Understood. Because, yep. Bye-bye, Miss Shaq. I got a lot of shine to put on somebody, and boy, 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 it's going to blow their mind. Linda, all right, that's Sharon. enough out of you. That's enough, Linda. I'm not listening to me. I am not trying to have lunch or dinner with Meshach, okay? Just trying to trick her into meeting me because I know they're going to fall in love. And I want a truth wedding. 
I want to marry off two of my listeners so I can take responsibility for finding love. We need more love in the world. I'm, if I'm not marrying those, I'm marrying somebody. Some of y'all, one of y'all going to get married to somebody else. I'm going to think about who that is while I'm taking this break. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I can't read them. You got to read it, Kevin. You got to read it. You don't have to do anything. You're supposed to produce the show. Start producing. You need to carry read to talk to text messages. You need to not say those words. Do you know that one day you're going to mess up and you're going to say some words? You're going to think you're talking to me and it's going to go out over the air. Y'all do not understand how vulgar this little girl is. This girl cusses. You cuss worse than a drunk sailor. I don't. This, and I'm not a little girl. Yes, you just are. So you know. You're a very small child. Very, very I'm vulgar. Very much grown. Very much grown. <sighs> Carrie, you adopted. Are you? First of all, you don't answer a question with a question. I'm, it's not a problem if you are. I'm just curious if you're adopted. No. All right. <clears throat> Growing up, Angela Tucker felt like a racial imposter. She may have looked black, but she didn't feel that way. Tucker, who is now 36 years old, is an adoptee raised by white parents in a city that was 88% white when she was growing up. It left her disconnected from music such as jazz and blues, black art forms she didn't discover her passion for until adulthood. She covered her natural hair with wigs and weaves, uncomfortable with how her curly strands appeared predominantly in white environments. Tucker's parents were aware that living in a predominantly white town of Bellingham, Washington, where few people looked at their children, who few people, where few people looked like their children could be challenging, but felt they needed to live close to some of the state's best hospitals because of their children's health issues. Quote, my parents were also really open to talking to me about why that was more predominantly, why it was that more predominantly white places had better medical care, she said. But it didn't help me to really get a great understanding of my own identity because I didn't see racial mirrors. Over the years, I brought this topic up. I wouldn't say frequently, but consistently. And it's the topic of transracial adoption. Let me be clear. The overwhelming majority of children who are in foster care waiting to be adopted are white. About 170,000 white children, just under 90,000 black children, about 85 or 86,000 Latino children waiting to be adopted. I never understood this. I never understood. Let me tell you why. Because I know white families that have adopted black children. Let me tell you why I know some of these white families have adopted black children. Because there's some overlap with our friend group. Okay. And so there'll be a white family, husband, wife, they adopt a black child. They don't know where to get hair care products. They don't know the barber shops, the beauty shops. They don't know 
the specific things you need to know and need to do in raising a black child. So what do they do? They say, well, can you have Sherwin tell us where we should take our child to get the hair done? Can you have Sherwin give us a list of hair care products that we need for our child? I've always been offended by that because here's the thing about these people. And again, I'm using a heuristic. Something that I've experienced, I'm trying to apply it to the whole, and I know I shouldn't do that because that's ignorant for me to do so. I am aware of white people that adopt black children, but those white people don't like black people. No, 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 don't get me wrong. They love their child, but they don't like black people. They're afraid of black people. Black people are ignorant. Black people are dangerous. Uh, Black people have broken homes. Black people don't know how to raise their children. It is a subconscious and prevailing attitude that I have seen when an infertile white couple decides they want to make a black baby's life better. That to me, and I know I shouldn't be saying this because we want children who are in foster care to get adopted by loving parents. We want that. But if they feel that blackness and black culture is inferior by adopting this black child, they are providing a home, a developmental environment for this child that no black family ever could to me. This is just to me now, personal opinion. That is the highest form of white supremacy because they cannot tell that child about their culture, about their history. These white women don't know how to do black children's hair because you know what we see? And oh, this is a big old debate. When there's a biracial child, especially a little girl, and because white women that may have biracial children either biologically or they adopt them. They don't know how to take care of black hair. Black hair is different. Now, it runs the gamut. There's a a continuum of of black hair. But if the black hair is very, very different than that white mother's hair or that white father's hair, you know what the parents do? They cut the kid's hair off. You do not do that to little black girls. I I wish y'all knew how angry black women get when they see little ball-headed, beautiful little biracial black girls that are ball-headed because the parents don't know how to take care of that baby's hair. Oh, that's so offensive to all of us. Even if we have no connection to that child or that parent, they're admitting it happens frequently. You see these little beautiful little girls walk around looking like boys. Only reason why you know that they're girls because they got the ears pierced, but they cut their hair. It is very possible for someone to even marry a black woman, right? A white man can marry a black woman and love his wife but hate black people. It is possible for a white family to have such a a negative feeling or a negative sentiment toward black people and black culture that they can love their adopted black child, but hate black people. In fact, they want to rescue that child from growing up in a black environment, not knowing that that child, when they become an adult, they are at a disadvantage for the rest of their lives because they grew up in an environment that's not authentic to who they actually are. More importantly, how the world sees you. Cause if you are black, okay. And you grew up in a white home, all your cousins and your grandparents is white. You don't know any people in your biological family. So you don't know any of your, your black relatives. When you come out and interface in the world, we are going to assume that you are black like the rest of us, that you got the same traditions, that you eat the same food, that you grew up in similar environments, that you use the same language. It's almost like you are a foreigner 
And you got to think about that for a second. You are putting these children at a disadvantage, even though they might be growing up in these very warm and loving environments culturally. That child is completely lost because you can't always blend your white upbringing with the blackness that people are expecting from you. And it's called transracial adoption. Got a few statistics on it. Talk about that on the other side. The truth was sure when he was on the new 1017 FM. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Y'all like Steely Dan because you just heard the whole damn song here. Why don't we do this? Get my cell phone out. I haven't read any text messages in a while, so let me see what you guys are saying. The issue of transracial adoption. It's a tough subject because we don't want children to languish in foster care and we want them to go to loving homes, but it's more to it than that. And there has to be some kind of cultural understanding. And just with Black History Month now almost being over, there's still so much that we as black people, we just don't know because it wasn't taught to us for whatever reason. And I'm wondering if it was was it part race and racism or is it just, no, we're all American and we don't need to separate history out one group versus another. It's probably a combination of both. But when you're adopting a black child, there are things that they're going to need to know because the world is going to see them as something different as an other. There's always going to be an asterisk by that child's name. All right, let me read some of these text messages here. All right, let's see what we got. Bear with me. Having lots of technical difficulties here. Okay. Literally nothing is working in the studio right now. Okay. Well, Avery just laughed. Let's see what else we got. Francis, did you find an article about the masks not working? Looks like you did. Wesley says, 
Good morning, Sherwin. I listen to you every day, and I've never heard you give Trump praise about his people being correct. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you're turning to the red side. I guess the real question is, what else is Trump right about? No, Trump wasn't right. And the people that were anti-maskers were anti-government. They always have been anti-government. So if the government is telling them to do something like, you know, pay taxes, they're going to be against it. It was mandated by health departments all over the country that we had to wear masks. And if you're already an anti-government person, then, of course, you're going to be anti-anything the government tells you to do. They weren't anti-maskers because they knew the science. Hell, they still don't know the science. It had nothing to do with that. And I was just giving praise to the fact that they happened to be right because they had a 50-50 chance. Now we come to find out masks didn't do a whole heck of a lot. 414-350 says. I have no idea what she's. Oh, there we go. Um, as Al just stated, Dr. Fauci kept changing his story. You got to allow for science to change. Uh, that's the thing about about us. We don't want people to change their mind. So back in the day, if a politician had a position on something based upon what they knew at the time, we saw this with the Iraq war. They voted for it. Then they voted against it. They voted for it. Well, as information comes out, shouldn't we reserve the rights to change our mind? If you marry somebody, you're committed to somebody and they turn out to be a really, really horrible person. Do you say, well, well, when I met you, you weren't horrible, even though you turned into a horrible person. Let's say like they're unreasonable to where you are no longer in love with them because as more information about them came out, they were a different person. So you just say, well, oh, well, I just made a decision a long time ago. I stick with it. Science is the same way. As more data comes out, don't you want us to change our mind? Think about how we treat certain diseases now how we treat certain tumors, cancer, type 2 diabetes, how we treated those things many, many years ago is very, very different. So do we want to be stuck in the old way of how we used to do things and how we used to treat things? Or do you want science to help improve the human condition? Dr. Fauci was in a very, very tough position because the whole world, it seems, is anti-science. And he is a scientist. All he could do is respond to the data. And as more and more people got sick and they could study these individual COVID cases, that's when we found more about comorbidities. But really what it also suggested is that Americans are unhealthy. And if you're already unhealthy, COVID did you no favors. But for the people that had sufficient levels of vitamin D, which most people don't, you exercise, you got good sleep, you ate reasonably healthy. If you got COVID, you were not going to go to the hospital and it certainly wouldn't kill you. But it's for people that already had pre-existing conditions or what we call comorbidities. Those were the folks that got the sickest. Michelle says, what did you say, Michelle? I don't know what Michelle said. Robert said, we already read Robert, I think. Sure, when there was plenty of evidence about the ineffectiveness of masks, it was bad science, but fear drove it initially. But studies came out in the Danish military study and earlier studies about operating room mask usage. The ineffectiveness of masks was known to science. Even though we're talking about transracial adoption, I'm just trying to read your text messages here. <laughs> uh, who said that? 262... 277 said, if you can smell a fart through a mask, then the virus can get through. Thank you. That's very scientific, but I mean, I guess it's true. Oh, thanks, Zach, for that. Grant says, 
Hughes, as we discontinue the mask mandate and refute the previous signs that it was ever effective. This is a problem because the whites will now discontinue washing their hands. Only a few of them believed in COVID in the first place. Now, very few of them wash their hands under any circumstance from now. I think that's terribly racist. But let me tell you something. Black folks didn't believe in COVID. We died faster than anybody else. The truth was sure when he was a be right back. 